Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bender Blend Podcast, episode number 39. Holy shit, almost up to 40. Thanks for uh, listening up to this point. I uh, really appreciate it, you guys. This was a great episode. We sat down with uh, Henry's bandmate in their, their band, Loose Cannon Club, uh, Luke Gallant. He's the lead guitar lead singer. Um, it was a great conversation. We got to learn a little bit about Luke and how he got started in playing music. Um, he played some original songs for us, which was really fun. Um, you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Clint was there as, <coughs> excuse me, Clint was there with us. Um, so it was really cool. Three musicians in the room. It was fun to hear them uh, talk about their passion and uh, yeah, all that good stuff you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys are staying creative. If not, take a break, then recharge and get back at it. Cheers, everybody. Nice. Very nice. Solid sound. Welcome, boys. That is the official sound. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Luke. Welcome, man. Well, Glad you, you finally made it. Um, we've You've been mentioned on the podcast before. Have, mostly good stuff. I yeah. admit. I haven't heard. comments. I haven't heard every episode of The Bender Blend. Um, I'm being honest with you. I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, so your podcast. The what? <laughs> Bad joke. This is my first podcast, though, and I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. Um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how uh, we and how we know you? Well, name's Lucas, <laughs> 27 years old. Uh, you know me through Henry here, a regular on the Bender Blend. He's been trying to get me to come on here for what Oops. a year, almost <laughs> six, six months. Yeah, almost a, a year into the podcast. So, yeah, finally making the debut. Oh yeah, and uh, really excited from Los Osos, California. Mm. Made it to the big city, San Luis Obispo. <laughs> 10,000 population, though, what, 55 population? Yeah, right. So, yeah. I'm excited. Um, and you and Henry are in the band together. We are in a band together, the yeah. Loose Cannon Club. Yeah, man. Uh, established September 2018. Um, playing all originals, a lot of fun. Henry actually moved from L.A. to kind of pursue this music dream that we have together yeah uh collaborating together and he helps me write a lot of songs and yeah. has always been a big fan of mine and a big influence on me and a big motivator so i'd say number one fan. Yeah. I, I would say number one fan maybe my mom uh, yeah i was gonna say moms yeah. usually get that slot uh, I, I feel like i've seen you perform more than your mom has you and tammy can duke it out if yeah. you want over yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> one fan. that's fair um how long have you been playing music i've been playing music for well i started playing drums when i was about nine years old Okay. So that you know, eighteen years of kind of being a musician. Took drum lessons for about seven years. Okay. Um, picked up a guitar when I was thirteen. So was kind of doing both for a while. Um, severely broke my hand in Ooh. like multiple places on a BMX bike. Oh no. Yeah. Fucking not BMX compression fracture. Which the, hand? It was my left hand, Ooh. my dominant hand. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I am left-handed. I'm one of those weirdos. I'm too. Um, and Do you play left-handed? I actually play guitar right-handed because it's the it was the only thing available yeah, to me. Too. Same here. Yeah, all my friends that kind of taught me, you know, power chords and those, you know, Brain Stew by Green Day. I think was the first song I learned. Nice. Oh no, I was just gonna ask you if what was your. I first think it was Brain Stew. Um, okay. You know, not to get too heavy too early into this <laughs> thing, but uh, I had a friend that I met when I was about thirteen, around the time I was starting to play guitar. Yeah. Uh, his name was Eric Siegel, and. Uh, 
I mean, an absolute prodigy on guitar. This kid yeah. could play Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix. He could play Crossroads by Eric Clapton at the age of 12. Wow. Um, Holy shit. A, a real prodigy, a real, you know, influence for me. I always looked up to him. Yeah. I played drums at the time, so obviously we jammed a lot, and that was kind of where I started playing live and started playing, you know, small gigs. And yeah. uh, he... When I broke my hand and I couldn't play drums, you know, drums is all wrist. Yeah. I had to pick up a guitar and he taught me some power chords. Nice. Brain stew. Brain stew. <laughs> you guys remember that one? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and... Um, it's a fun song. So, you know, we lost touch uh, in high school, I think. He was getting into some kind of heavy stuff. Mm. Some stuff I wasn't really trying to follow him down that road. Drugs. Drugs. Talking about drugs. Talking about the drugs. Yeah. yeah. And, and not the good kind of drugs, because there's good drugs and there's bad drugs. There's fun drugs and sketchy drugs. Yeah. And he was going down that, that wrong path. and oh, um, bummer. He actually overdosed, unfortunately, oh, no. on heroin when he was about, uh, I, think, I can't remember, he was 19 or 20. Like Gee. I said, we had lost wow. touch. And it was... A, a real loss uh, for me and for everybody, for everybody that knew him, um, and I think for the world because he had so much potential. Yeah. Um, guitar. He also made a lot of beats. Oh, not, okay. not really that into hip hop, but I heard some of the beats that he was making. Yeah. Towards the end there, and they were, they were good beats. Yeah. Um, so he had that gift, huh? So I owe a lot of what I do musically to him. He mm -hmm. he started it all for me. I mean, drums are fun. I love drums. It was a good foundation for learning rhythm and, and keeping time. Yeah. Um definitely. but guitar I felt like I could be a lot more creative. Nice. And that's uh that's where it all started. Yeah. Do you yeah. still play drums? I whenever I get a chance. Yeah. I, I sold my drum set a while ago to buy uh this guitar that mm. we're sitting next to actually. It's a oh, Martin. Nice my pride and joy <clears throat> it's and, a nice uh, guitar yeah yeah definitely my most prized possession so i sold my drum set uh but we have a drummer in our band and he lets me you know beat the skins every once in a while when <laughs> I get a chance and yeah um i think a lot of people are kind of surprised a lot of the time and they're like oh shit you can actually yeah you, you can know, actually play the drums a little bit you know what you're doing yeah. yeah i also like to play uh percussion with my feet while i play guitar kind of shaky grave style yeah i know that's kind of popular these days a lot yeah. of people are doing that yeah the, um but i i just think it's a lot of fun yeah that's so, awesome still oh, play yeah. a little bit of percussion Thanks, yeah, it, it just adds so much of like having that percussion with your songs it just adds that extra layer that you can make your songs more emotional drive I, some points home absolutely i and think it's fine as long as you don't have a man bun it's cool <laughs> yeah the one man band thing only works if you don't have a man bun yeah a lot yeah. of people don't talk about that but, <laughs> but everybody loves a one man band it looks a lot harder than it actually is. I think a lot of musicians keep time with their feet anyways. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Least, you see the toe tap. The toe tap, sure. at least one foot. So if you just add yeah. the other toe in there, you yeah. know, every other beat, you got a little four on the floor going. Yeah. And uh, it's really not that hard. It's, um, it, I always thought it was really fun. And yeah. I, I want to start getting better at it. And when we're not playing shows with the band, I'd like to do some solo acts with that one man band thing. I got the yeah. harmonica oh, nice. holder, okay. you know, Bob Dylan style. Yeah. Get the foot drums going. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's good. I was going to say, do you, uh, um, I just had a brain fart. Guys. Have you ever seen a nose whistle before? I have not. I don't think so. Incorporate that. It's, it's, a, it's actually, is that real? Yeah. Yeah. Or a nose flute. 
Oh, but, nose she, but she can't do it. Wait, hold on. I, I, don't have I thought that was leading to you showing us a, the nose. No, I was no. saying that you it's can an incorporate actual... the nose flute into uh, your one-man band. You okay. actually play it by blowing into it with your nose. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking, I don't know what I was picturing. I'm like cupping your hand over your nose and getting a little whistle action going. But... <laughs> That'd be cool, too. <laughs> cool. Yeah. awesome also. No. I think I'm going to skip on the nose the nose flute maybe and just kind of stick to the harmonica and, yeah. uh, and guitar and then the foot drums. Kazoo's are fun. Yeah. There's a band that me and Henry are really fond of, huge fans. Walter Mitty and his makeshift orchestra. Yeah. Now they go by Walter, etc. <laughs> Shorten the name a little they, bit. Well, it was a long name, a little long-winded. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard for pe- me to tell people, you know, when, oh, what's one of your favorite bands? Yeah. Walter Mitty and his makeshift orchestra. When you, you get good at it, you say it fast. Right. But I've, <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of really long, uh, you know, song titles and band names. Yeah. yeah, some that, people can pull it off. That was a that was a big thing when we were naming the band was like figuring out how many syllables we was like where it felt right. What was yeah? What was the comfortable number of syllables? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, did you learn? I mean, did you take any voice lessons? Because you sing as well. I do sing. I I've never taken a voice lesson. Uh, I'd like to. Yeah. I, I I don't know financially if I can afford to take real uh, vocal lessons at this moment, but they. There's a lot of like online courses that you can pay for. I I've always heard don't don't ever fuck around with the like YouTube free YouTube tutorials because there's no credibility there. Hmm. Yeah, um, I could see that. I guess you know yeah. a lot of times anybody could really go up there and start telling right. you this is how to sing, but how do you know that they are credible? So the ones that you pay for, you know, it might be 30, 40 bucks a month, or it might be a flat rate of a hundred dollars for the whole course. Yeah. And those seem to be a lot more reputable, and and people trust those a lot more. So I, I've been. Thinking about doing some of those. Um, I mean, singing's always been the one, <laughs> you know, that uh, I'm not as confident in. Right. Guitar playing, my guitar playing is always. I've always felt comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, never taken a drum guitar lesson either, but those YouTube tutorials, it's not quite the same thing. Your your instrument and your vocal cords are a lot different than playing with your hands. So. Right. Now, do you just pick us like? How did you? I guess getting better at guitar. Did you just kind of noodle, or did you? find songs you wanted to learn and just kind of learn that way and yeah you know it's kind of funny i always i think the songs i started to learn when i was first getting into it were songs that i was trying to kind of impress my parents with <laughs> like they bought me the guitar right they bought me the drum set you know my dad bought me my first guitar a little fender acoustic at a uh, pawn shop in a tascadero mm-hmm. and uh i played that thing until i was about 21 so you know that that got me through about eight years of playing guitar yeah and i was always grateful for them for paying for drum lessons and buying me instruments and being supportive in that's that awesome way. yeah and that's so huge. i was you know it was always like what songs can i learn to impress my my dad and my mom and you right. know what comes to mind is like like bruce springsteen yeah bob seger okay like, kind of their generation pink floyd yeah classic yeah. rock a yeah. little bit of like classic kind of country and folk see i was gonna i was gonna go the exact opposite for you and say that the songs you started learning were to impress girls and like the that like emo heartbreaker i will i will be honest with you boys <clears throat> I do know more Jack Johnson songs than I'm proud to admit. <laughs> I do. I really do. Well, thanks for, thanks for being open well, can, about that. I can confide in you guys. It's, I, you're in a safe space. Uh, safe well, space listen, that's a, that's a heap better than Dave Matthews Band. So. I, can, I don't even know if I could name one Dave Matthews Band or song, Dave Matthews Band song other than Crash. I think that's the only Dave Matthews Band is, song I actually Is one know. of them the, the right time, the wrong me? 
I think so. I don't know. It could just be a terrible song, but it in my I think mind. That's rusted root, maybe. Oh, maybe. Uh, no, I don't right know. time. I don't know. <laughs> that's all right. Well, we talk about that a lot too. Of like, rusted root. Well, yeah, exactly. We fucking love it here. Can you edit um, in a little clip of uh, "Send Me on My Way"? Uh, I don't. Wait, I actually don't want to do that, but I, I will. Maybe I'll do that just okay. for you, Luke. Well, if you want, it's um, you. <laughs> I, I know you said there's not a lot. Of I don't, know if I don't know if I'm impressed or disappointed that you actually know Rusted Root song titles. <laughs> it's only one. It's like is a it? little bit of both. On my way, bump, oh, yeah, on the way, it was like in Matilda or something. Oh my god, sweet. Um, right. Yeah, that's and that's the only. Yeah, but you know, we we can move on from that. But what we, what I was saying is like the you know we all kind of share our cheese or whatever. But Clint has a good way of putting it too. He's like some people. He's like. Okay, you hear or you like one or two of those songs, but millions of people, that's their only thing. That's what they love. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm, you're not alone in like, I like things that I shouldn't tell my friends. It's like, yeah, tell them if they're cool. They'll be like, that's, yeah. well, that's fucking dumb. And then they'll be like, <laughs> actually, I like this shit. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think it, it more goes, you know, back to Henry kind of bringing up the girl thing where it's like, yeah, a lot of kids... <laughs> Yeah, you know, teenagers, young teenagers, when they're picking up a guitar, that is kind of what they have in mind. Is like I'm trying to impress the opposite sex a little bit here, right? And not uh, a bad move. It's, it's not a bad move. It it definitely worked a bit, <laughs> um, and that's why Jack Johnson came to mind. You know, there was a girl, one girl in particular that I uh, was quite fond of, who was a big Jack J fan, yeah. and you know, among other kind of cheesy love songs mm-hmm. uh life house comes to mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh j- just anything of, of that nature yeah yeah well, you know, late 90s early 2000 love jams oh yeah i know those very well that was my that was my i think we can oh, all shit. kind of relate on that one so yeah man it was <clears throat> definitely so um, it was it was a mixture of you know trying to impress my parents and, and right. kind of make them proud and, and make them feel like it was worth it spending money on me to, to pursue this yeah uh you know they when I was a kid, I would always kind of be kind of pounding on the kitchen table during yeah. dinner and stuff like that. And that's when they knew, like, okay, he's a drummer. Right. Like, at heart. So we got to give him a drum set. Get this kid a drum set now. Wow, that's bold of them. It Most was. parents would be like, no fucking way. Well, my parents yeah. are rockers. That's, that's their awesome. Core. I mean, they that's love That's really rock. cool. Drums was like, that's what I wanted to do also. And they're like, mm, how about guitar? I think that's the only reason most people... <laughs> yeah. Most people don't play drums because it's you. You know, you get the cops calling you a lot. I had yeah. the cops at my at yeah. my door like every week because you could hear the bass drum from three blocks away in Los Osos, and yeah. and so that that was another reason why switching to guitar made sense. Is and that's what that's why acoustic guitar always kind of appealed to me because I strictly play acoustic. I don't even own an electric guitar anymore. I've sold them all off and bought and classical guitars and twelve strings and other stuff like that so and that also i think there's something distinctly californian about an acoustic guitar where like at the beach you can play your guitar where if you have an electric that's to me that feels more east coast i like (laughs) it's just like you're inside it's cold as fuck you have an amp to keep you warm like (laughs) but on the beach in california you're playing an acoustic guitar and that and that i was just gonna ask you you know that when did you kind of feel like I like the I like the sound of acoustic better than anything. Like I, well, you know, it's more like your preference shifted, or was it always kind of like I kind of just kind of like how that sounds. You know, I went through phases. I I started out like I said uh, with my parents' music, a lot of like Bruce Springsteen and um, yeah. ACDC, <clears throat> the Rolling Stones was probably my favorite band as a kid growing up. 
then kind of transitioned into the Blink-182 and Green Days, yeah, uh, which I'm sure we all did at one point or another, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and kind of went in down that pop-punk, yeah. punk-metal kind of route, yeah. and I did play a bit of electric guitar at that time. Yeah. I, I liked the distortion. I liked the yeah. way that made me feel. I loved going to punk shows when I was a teenager. Yeah, man. Um, old Slow Brew. I don't know if you guys had ever been there. I, know. I never got to go to the... Henry was, I, very yeah. sorry, Old Slow Brew with the pillar right in the middle oh. that you just get slammed into during a, a mosh pit. You know, <laughs> lose a shoe yeah. in there. Oh. Yeah. Just stuff like that. I've seen so many good. I saw uh, Glenn Danzig play nice. at there yeah. when I was like 13, 14. Got to meet him backstage. Wow, that's huge. It, it, oh, yeah. it was big for me. And so I did like electric guitar then. And then through high school, you know, into pop punk and into punk. Yeah. And then kind of transitioned into folk music. And okay. got really into Bob Dylan, which is funny because my parents weren't into Bob Dylan at all. Right. I think my, my dad was like, you know, he's fuck like, that, fuck that guy's voice. He sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like a fucking hippie. And it's like, yeah, dad, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I've always considered him, you know, the, the greatest poet in music and one of them at least, you know, along with Leonard Cohen and, and Tom Waits and a couple other guys. But um, so then got really into folk music. Uh, Devil Makes Three comes to mind. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I had a wave of, I don't know when it hit me, but it was, I my buddy showed me uh, Pokey Lafarge. I don't know if you know I've, him. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard him a, a um, little bit. I need to. And it was that kind of that modern blend of an old style. And then I was like, I don't know. I wonder if I like bluegrass. And then I started. And I was Devil Makes Three Trampled, Trampled by, by Turtles. Turtles. That's like, like they're that modern era. It's they're a, a little great faster. intro too. Yeah, it's it's kind of bluegrass for people who wouldn't really like bluegrass normally, especially Trampled by yeah. Turtles. They yeah. they're a lot more modern. Whereas if you listen Definitely. to traditional bluegrass it might not be the same as trampoline yeah. turtles you might not yeah. be quite as appealing but um i love you know the avid brothers yeah yeah they're they were they have an interesting story too how they just yeah they're they blew up there's a documentary Huge. on hbo about them and i yeah. highly suggest you watch it it's great i mean those guys yeah. came from nothing and mm -hmm. and now they're huge i mean what they're those giant. kids like they were kids they were kids started. and yeah, yeah you yeah. know one of them picked Amazing. up a banjo yeah. one of them picked up a guitar and I mean, their discography is so deep. They, yeah. it's amazing if you look through all their songs. And you know, they're not all winners, but nobody writes no. strictly bangers. No, <laughs> that's not that's not a thing. Uh, fucking that? municipal waste, bud. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, have you guys seen that one dude? And I don't know, like something's up with him. If he, I don't think he's mentally handicapped, but there's something up with this dude. He's kind of a bigger guy. And he fucking shreds the fiddle so hard. Really? Is he? Yeah. I was like, he's kind of dopey, pasty looking dude, cross eyed glasses. Like, I thought you were really? going Bismarcky, but. Is he? <laughs> is he? Uh, he fucking smokes the fiddle. Do like, you, do you have any like, idea nobody, what his name could I be? I don't. I don't remember. But Does he play in, uh, like, is he a solo? Like, uh, I don't even know. Hmm. Just, I wonder. Just, I'm trying like to think blue, who that might bluegrass, be. Bluegrass, old time. Okay. Oh, he's old. Is it old school? Like it's like old time bluegrass. Okay, but he's, Billy maybe he's still no, around. Billy wasn't a no, player. this he's. I don't even know that he's like a famous guy. Like oh, okay. one of those things I saw. Where is it on you? Can we? It has to be on YouTube. Pasty and, white. Just be like. <laughs> I don't know how to search it, but like we'll maybe, find maybe, him. Um, Cross-eyed fiddle I hate player. to say it, yeah, maybe like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you hate to say it, maybe you shouldn't. Like maybe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's generally a good rule. Cross-eyed <laughs> fiddle player. Well, while I do that, um, yeah, that's why I, I have cross-eyed fiddle. <laughs> okay, um, that's like, probably like a style of playing. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, it's it is a fun genre, and I never really. 
I'm, I, of course, the eclectic. I'm very eclectic. I have a lot of range. I grew up listening to rock and roll, metal, classical, jazz. It's like, and my again, my parents were, they kind of fed that, you know, all those interests. But sure, one may argue too, man, like you know, like Appalachian bluegrass. Yeah, mm-hmm. where the temp it's up tempo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are fucking shredders, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. You they, know what I mean? Like yeah, they are definitely. shredders. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, some of the best musicians alive are bluegrass players. I mean, fiddle, yeah. between banjo, fiddle, mandolin, mandolin, stand up bass, and and the fact that there's no percussion in bluegrass is definitely uh, interesting to me because I'm like a, I'm a per- percussionist at heart, really. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I dance and music. You well, know. that's why I love pop punk and punk and metal is because of the drums i don't listen to it for the lyrics or the singing necessarily it's all yeah. drums for me that's what drives that kind of that punk. it's the energy yeah it's the energy and so you know there's i have pop punk for when i'm feeling a little angsty and when i want to you know <laughs> yeah thank dan- god dance my troubles away yeah man uh punch dance good. a little bit you know yeah <laughs> but then i feels good then you got your folk and your bluegrass so so you know going back to like bob dylan kind of just dis- really fully discovering him on my own and going through his discography and then kind of finding out about Woody Guthrie, yeah. who was <clears throat> a big influence to Bob Dylan. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, Chet Adkins and Merle Travis, they are well known as the best finger pickers and finger style players alive. And that was really appealing to me. And so, so basically when I picked yeah. up a guitar at 13 until the age about oh, fuck, 21, 22, I was just strumming chords, just major chords, minor chords, just just really basic stuff, trying to get better at singing, trying to, like campfire songs, you know, trying to play those like old number seven by Devil Makes Three kind of stuff and get everybody singing along because yeah. everybody knows the words. Yeah, those and are that was, fun. That those was where my, songs. that's where my, you know, motivation was at. And then I met Henry when I was like 21 and uh, bought this new guitar, this Martin that I'm looking at right now. She's so beautiful in that light. Um, <laughs> I know we should take a picture of that. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Maybe I will. I have a good angle on it. So uh, <laughs> that he kind of showed me some new music. He showed me a band called Bahamas. Um, Bahamas. Bahamas. It's okay. a band, a Canadian band. Uh, really, really good stuff. Uh, there's a, a a video on YouTube. If you just type in Bahamas on on YouTube, okay. uh, it's probably one of the first ones that come up. It's there. It's them in a studio. They play about a half hour it's set. In South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Um, okay. And he plays with these two uh, backup singers. These these amazing uh, female vocalists and they do this kind of slowed down set of their of their most popular songs and that video alone kind of changed me and changed where I wanted to take music so I learned a bunch of those started getting into you know playing with my fingers instead of a pick yeah um, then I started learning some Bob Dylan songs and kind of learned Travis picking which is the one of the most basic forms of finger picking it's kind of where finger picking starts Named after Merle Travis. Okay. And uh, it's it's really basic. Anybody could learn it. Look up a, a tutorial on YouTube for uh, for for Travis picking because it'll it'll really help you get your your feet on um, on finger picking. And then I was kind of stuck there for a while too. Was in kind of a rut, uh, creativity, cre- you know, creative wise, and yeah. wasn't really writing anything <clears throat> that I was liking, and wasn't didn't feel like I was progressing at all in music. And uh, went through a pretty bad breakup uh, three, two years ago. And all, all I did to get through that breakup was sit at home and finger pick and just try to get better at finger picking. And now yeah. I've, I'm like, sometimes I'll listen to myself 
like a recorded version of myself and I'll be like, holy shit, that's me finger picking. Like that's pretty speedy. Like that's and, cool, and it's, man. it's really nice. fulfilling for me. It's really yeah. like my favorite thing in the world is, is learning new finger picking techniques and, and getting faster and getting more fluent and like on time. Yeah. Cause anybody can finger pick, but it's, it's about keeping, keeping, keeping time. time. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's really hard. Well, and then I remember you expanding, uh, like during the Vista Del Lago days, like <laughs> finding bossa nova, like as, as one of your like musical passions to like, fuck up that strictly folk mindset in what you can do with the guitar and kind of adding in new chords that you weren't utilizing and different time signatures and everything. Sure. That was a huge turning point, I think, for you, kind of locking down your abilities. Bossa Nova's, I mean, it's easily one of my favorite genres, and, and the guitar is so appealing to me because they're keeping time with their thumb on that, on that bass string. But then the you know the other two fingers that they're playing with are so sporadic kind of, and they use all these insane jazzy chords that are yeah. I mean they are so challenging. I'm sure Clint, you well, play guitar, you know. I don't play jazz now. Yeah, well, <clears> no jazz those guitar. Chords are so insane. Uh, yes. Um, <coughs> what timing signature is Boston Nova do now? Like a, oh man, no, I don't. So it's uh, all I know is it's like uh, watch. We can ask the all-seeing, all-knowing Google. Can you? Can you? Are you gonna play a song? No, I'll I'll oh, look yeah, up. You could just oh, you can just play us a little bossa nova. Yeah, you play know, it, so and I'll look up what the timing signature so is. This is. You'll guy, probably be able to pick it up, Clint. You're a. This is by a guy, uh, Jao Gil Gilberto. Wizard. He's kind of the godfather of bossa nova. Him and, say his and name him. one more time. Jao uh, Gilberto. Jao and, okay. and Antonio Carlos Jobim. I think that's how you say it. Those kind, right. those two were kind of what the godfathers of this. And okay. it's just it's real like, and I'm still not very good at it. It's really it takes a lot of practice, but it's like. Bossa Nova, yeah, yeah, that, and that I would say that's, that's the, the most common, songs, yeah. common Bossa yeah. Nova song. If you say that, people will automatically know what you're talking about when you're talking about Bossa Nova. So basically, are those like like major sevenths that you're playing, or a lot of six chords, like six. a lot of sixes. And see, the thing is, I'm not music theory. I, I learned everything off YouTube, just kind of watching people play. I never really learned a lot of the technical stuff. It's something that I want to pursue, and I want to go to school and you know start learning more about. Um, music theory, but for now I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at. For sure. Of a basic understanding, but just a quick history of Bossa Nova, just for anybody who's interested in that genre. Uh, it started in the 60s yeah. with uh, a, a group of people in uh, Brazil, and in, at that time it was all samba, which is a very percussive based right. style of music. <clears throat> yeah. And people uh, were starting to get into American jazz a lot. So okay. your Louis Armstrongs, your Chet Bakers, your you know, Miles Davis. yeah, Miles Davis, Frank Sinatra was huge down there. He was okay. a giant celebrity, which is why. Uh, so like more like big band jazz, big stuff. band jazz. Okay. Oh, they loved it. They ate it up. Yeah. And that's why, uh, Frank Sinatra actually does a cover of girl from Ipanema, uh, which is great. And I think, um, Antonio Carlos Jobim does a cover. I can't remember which one it is, but a Frank Sinatra cover. So anyways, these group of guys, Jao and, and Antonio, um, kind of mix Samba 
with, with American jazz, jazz and yeah. jazz in general. And that's where you get that kind <clears> of because that's samba, but then you're using the jazzy chords yeah. that you would use in jazz. So that's, so cool. that's kind of where they got it. And uh, it's all in Portuguese. It's all saying in Portuguese. That's what they mostly speak down there in Brazil from my understanding. Never been, but <laughs> yeah. So, and I actually learned some, some Portuguese to, to play some of these songs, uh, not actually learning Portuguese, but like under, memorizing, yeah, just yeah. knowing what the words are, just memorizing, are. Yeah. just looking at it, the lyrics on the internet, and just like force myself to uh, that's okay to memorize too. them. And yeah, um, I mean, whatever tools you have at your disposal to to get better at your art form is there's. I don't think anybody would ever be like, no, it's cheat. It's like <laughs> no, you have take every advantage you can get I, and the use most, the tools you like. Exactly. I yeah. mean, there's no right, wrong, or right way to do it. It's not black and white. I, I just, yeah. I love that language. I think it's so interesting, and I mean, it's kind of funky. It's, it's a weird language. It, I always, it is. It's to me, to my ear, because I have a cousin who speaks it. Um, Portuguese. Yeah, Sergio. He's from Brazil, and when he speaks fluent, you hear it, and it's like, to my ear, I'm like, it almost sounds like French mixed with spanish mixed with something else because mm-hmm. i i don't know why i hear french in there but it's like, no you're i i think we yeah. should probably do some research before we start talking right, about right. stuff Portugal. we don't know ah, stuff we don't know but but you're right though i i hear that too and i've heard yeah. a couple french songs that have a very bossa nova sound to them yeah and yeah i mean it, it does sound a lot like that you could french and spanish are great ways yeah. to describe portuguese but and it complement it kind of complements that the whole music side of it it's like some of those languages are very musical, just speaking them. So yeah. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a perfect blend. That so, bossa nova is just like, yeah, that is. <laughs> so Henry bringing up bossa nova, I mean, that's basically like, it, it's just another one of those influences that kind of stacks on all the other influences that I've had over the years. You know, starting with yeah. classic rock, moving into punk and pop punk and metal, then moving into folk and bluegrass and yeah. blues, and then moving into jazz and bossa nova then kind of circling back on some of those more technical folk stuff like Chet Atkins and Merle mm-hmm. Travis. Those are two names you should definitely know if you have any interest in finger picking. Yeah. Um, they are the godfathers of it and they are absolutely incredible. Merle Travis. What a great name. Too. Merle Travis, Chet Atkins. Yeah. They used to do, it was called the Les Paul, the traveling show. Les Paul. Sure. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So then kind of circling back on those guys and learning some of their songs. And that's really what kind of solidified m- me as a finger picker. And that's, yeah. that's my one did, true passion. Did you ever yeah. get into Leo Kotke? Never heard that name. Oh, I don't think. oh yeah. I was that's just going to say he's, Dude, he's, and he's plays a 12 string. Yeah. yeah finger picking on a 12 string is fun. Cause sometimes <laughs> you only hit that high string on the doubled up strings and it, it's got a real nice sound to it. Yeah, Leo, I'm glad you said that because, yeah. yeah, he's a master. And my dad used to love, he showed us Leo Kotke when we were like fucking 10. He was like, check this guy out. And his mm. Vaseline Machine Gun is a great song. <laughs> um, it's a, a hilarious name, name for a song too. Cool. Um, I'll have to look him up. I'll have to, I'll have to write that down later. I, I'll write it down. I was going to say. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to forget that one. That, that yeah. yeah, he's, he's killer. And it's like, right. he's one of those artists where... Like, there's no mistaking it. It's him. When you hear it, you're like, oh, that's Leo Kotke. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. It's, he's got, between his, between his tone uh-huh. and right. his style, it's it's like he's he's like his own little crazy, you know, yeah. genre in and of himself. Well, oh, you yeah. know I'm going to go home and, and yeah. listen to yeah, it to death no, and learn should. a bunch of it because that's exactly my style is just, yeah. just listen to something to death and then 
kind of make it a part of me. So yeah. Well, and speaking of like musical, new musical inspirations, Bender showed me. Did he show some, you Billy Bragg? Yeah. Oh ben my Bragg. god! And so. it, like just because he like heard our music and was like, yeah, you got to show this to Luke. He will love it and like oh, and I fought it for a bit too. You would come over and be like, "You got to hear this Billy Bragg guy," and I all I could hear was the accent. That was the only thing I heard when you played it, and so I was like, ah, "I don't really fuck with like, this." I totally know that name, but what what genre is that? He's like a he was like in the like protest era of, of political music. protest British eighties. Um, yeah, um, okay. and um, like what's the song I know? Um, oh, there's uh, Bender's New Bill England. Jackson. Um, um, oh fuck! Um, yeah. New England is a great one. M- must I'm I paint you a picture? He's a very so he's one of those few British singers who sounds British when he sings. Um, he sings like I was twenty one years when I wrote this song. I'm twenty two, but I won't be for long. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say, if anything, I don't know a song you'd know, but you'd know his sound. Mm-hmm. I think it's very. He's it's got distinct. His own, yeah, distinct. like um, folk. Uh, no, it's it's dr- like it's a little bit rocky. I mean, the drums a little punky, a little bit. It's like okay, punk. So he's got but, drums, but so, there's some slow ballads. There's like there's a, there's a political great song. I'm sure I'd know it. If so I started, I'd be like, oh, just just for everybody listening to, I'll just play it a little bit, and we're not gonna get sued as long as we talk over it. Um, <laughs> I learned that. Did you? Right. Yeah, but yeah, but, but that yeah, Bender, that definitely changed. <laughs> like thing that's we, cool, like, man. I I've been so stuck on it. I know Luke has. Oh. Billy Too dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's a little sample of Billy Bragg. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a good one. Um, I think this was the first song that you had yeah, played for me. I was going to say, was, I think this one, yeah. Waiting for Great Leaps Forward, is that what this one is? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And it, a part of this song reminds me of uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. It's like a lot of like terms and names. It's and got things. a little bit of 80s new wave to it. It's got yeah. a little bit of classic rock to it. It's got a little bit of punk to it. Some of the songs, what's that one? Uh, that's a, that's kind of punky. Is, is it New England? Well, that's a little bit, but... Um, you know, if he wants to sue us, he can sue us. Um, we'll let it play for a little bit, for a second. Billy Bragg. Yeah. It's yeah, it's good. It's got some like Billy Joel in it a little bit. Like sure. it's, yeah, like some of that classic pop like kind of sound. Yeah. And this is what era is this? this is, he he came out in the 80s. Yeah. 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 So he was so he Is he from another band? He, no. No, he's always done this. He, he collaborates he still a lot. He plays too. I mean, he's got yeah. chops. Yeah. He still um, plays in the UK. I was a lot. gonna say I don't. I'm not a huge follower, or I nor could I probably name any of their songs. But he collaborated with that band Wilco. Wilco, oh, yeah, 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 he did. Um, sure. He did the Mermaid Avenue, uh, huh. three volumes of them, and those are actually I just learned this recently. Those are all Woody Guthrie songs. Every single song, uh, all those that Mermaid Avenue. Me. Yeah, they're all Woody, <laughs> like B side Woody Guthrie songs, and yeah. and so it's yeah, it's Wilco and Billy Bragg, yeah. and that's the first time I heard him was California Stars, which is a, yeah. a great song, pretty popular. I think a lot of people might know that one. Yeah. Um, now he's got a cool style. Um, he's definitely not. Some people hear it and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And yeah. That's, that could be said. Oh, <laughs> Amber just let it herself be known. <laughs> that's that. That's what she thinks of uh, Billy Bragg. <laughs> That was awesome. Sorry, we have a new dog hanging out with us today. Amber came to chill. Um, thanks, Amber, for that contribution. <laughs> now, picture hearing that at like three in the morning and you don't know what's happening. You're like, what the fuck? It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, and that's, 
I think, and I don't play. I don't play music. Dig finger quotes, as Clint says, but <laughs> it is. It's fun to hear people that are in it. It's like you. You shouldn't stop being influenced by anything. You know, that's when you're like, I, and I'm sure maybe somebody could argue the point of, I play what I play, but it's like you hear something new and you're like, oh, and then you start working that into your your music. And I like to embrace every influence because, like it's I said, they, they become better. a part of me in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's not just music. That's, I mean, the TV shows that I like, the movies that I like, the yeah. books that I like, It all they, they all become a part of me and what I know and what right. I like. And I've met a lot of people that, not a lot of people, but I've met a few people who are musicians and they say that when they're in a writing stage, they don't listen to any music at all. They Hmm. completely cut music out of their life so so that they're not influenced by anybody else. It's all original on them. But I always thought that that was kind of weird. I have to say about that. I was going to say Quince. Yeah, I think think that being influenced by something is an involuntary action as well. I think that that those vibrations that please you, whether you're hearing it from somebody else or you're creating it yourself, those same things, they please you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, oh, it's inspired by this or that. Yeah, maybe you could say that. But sure. it's it's what makes you feel good when you hear it or when you play it. Totally. It's and, what gives you and, goosebumps and yeah. what gives you and, shivers and I down think your that, spine. I think that some of the most interesting music that, that, I, that I enjoy listening to is that you can hear... Like, it's not just this or that, but there's, like, cool stuff happening, you know? It's like... Well, I think you'll hear when, when I play, like, you'll hear the pop, the poppy, the pop punk and the punk. You'll hear the folk. You'll hear a little bit of everything because mm-hmm. every song's got a little bit of everything in it. Well, mm-hmm. and listening to... Or looking at art, listening to music, it it, it lets you know what's possible. It, it, it's yeah. showing you the opportunities that you can take in your own art. So if something you hear is new and it lets you, they're like, oh, fuck, I didn't know I could do that in a song like that. Right. Like, that's all That's all the more like building blocks that you have then to make sure. something new. I mean, even the best songwriters of all time had influences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost pretentious to be like, I don't listen to anything because I don't want to be influenced because my art is greater than. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. I tried it once just because somebody had mentioned it to me that they cut out music because they wanted to write completely original music. And I. Good luck. Couldn't buy it. Yeah. I was like, all right, man. Well, and he was making kind of experimental, uh, psychedelic rock stuff. And I just couldn't get on on board with it. It just wasn't very pleasing to my ear holes. There you go. Yeah, but yeah even like if when I'm doing comedy for the week. Yeah, I don't listen to comedy while I'm writing it, but that doesn't mean I don't listen to comedy right. throughout the week. Like, yeah. I'm still watching people's specials. I'm still like engaging in the comedy. Like, well, you pick content. up on their mannerisms and you you pick up on on delivery kind of notes and and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, sure. I'm not no stand up comic, but you know, I imagine that there's a lot of the same kind of things there where I. You know, strumming patterns, finger picking patterns. It's not like I'm going to invent a new finger picking pattern necessarily. It's somebody has done it before. Right. You know, my most recent finger picking song I wrote was strongly influenced by The Tallest Man on Earth. Okay. Are you guys familiar with him? Yeah. I've never, I've heard, it's one of those like, I definitely heard him, but I I can't pick him out of a crowd right now. But it came on the Trampled by Turtles playlist or something. Yeah, and I know I've heard it, and I I was like, oh, that's cool. I it's a I was like, that's a funny name for a band because one of the better (laughs) finger pickers modern day, I think. You know, under the age of forty, it is a dying art form. I think not as many people are are quite as into the finger picking thing. Hmm. I think it was kind of like I said, Woody Woody Guthrie, Bob Dylan, Chet Atkins. 
uh, Merle Travis, that era was a lot more inclined to learn that. Whereas now yeah. a lot of people are making electronic music. A lot of people are making hip hop. A lot mm-hmm. of people are, are, are doing, you know, but there's a whole genre of like coal miner music, mm-hmm. like all those, like the hipster kids with, you know, that like, I love the hipster kids because they're, they're keeping good music alive in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, the, like some of that indie surf, rock surf punk kind that's, of stuff there's a lot of acoustic-y blue almost bluegrassy sure you know where there is like a lot of that totally foot stomping and thank making. god because i like i we got to keep that alive mm-hmm. it, it's one of the truest uh most pure forms of music to me so I, I think what i would if i were to say i would say that in mainstream music mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's it's well, gone. It's a it's it's. A, don't even yeah. bother asking me anything I about know, mainstream music because I just don't know anything. I mean, not yeah, that I'm like either. not to be pretentious or no, that's right. Sound like I just it doesn't it doesn't do anything for yeah. me. Maybe, and that's yeah, the best. Sure. That's the most. And that's what I've because I've I'm turning the corner on being so like shitty about it, and it's like talking with Gabby's boyfriend, who, uh, John, who is who he that's what he does. He works in that mainstream, but mm. his whole take on it, he's like. He's like, they make it for not for you. And I'm like, that's correct. Exactly. And so why do, and he's like, you shouldn't, he's like, the way I would look at it is just like, oh, wow, that's, that's what the trend is right now. And that's the, because I used to be like, that shit's awful. I'm like, well, I can change the channel. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That, hopefully but the yeah, it's, break on you, you know, <laughs> and then I don't, I mean, I can, they sell millions of, fucking wreck it's like I think people like it but you gotta have respect for every musician anybody out there who's trying to make art and trying to do anything with music or you you have to have respect for it but that doesn't mean that you have to like it exactly it's not for us it's not for talk about talk about how when i'm showing you music well like (laughs) like, this is the same thing henry's a bit of a rapid fire kind of uh Yes, I know. He, he likes to throw okay. things out rapid fire style. <laughs> and so I've gotten really good at filtering kind of the content that he shares with me, whether it be That's YouTube funny. videos or music or, or TV shows or whatever it is. And, and so, and even when we're collaborating on lyrics, you know, if I come to him and I'm like, yeah, I wrote this verse, I'm looking for a second verse, and I start throwing lines out at him, he starts throwing lines back at me rapid fire. Mm-hmm. And it, he, we may not even use a line that he, that he, you know, says, but. I might take part of it or, or it might influence me to come up with another line. Yeah. And so that rapid fire kind of thing where I'm a little bit more picky, right. um, a lot like really selective about the lyrics that I use. Um, he's kind of rapid fire and, and that's why we collaborate so well together is cause it's in, it's fire and ice. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm kind of ice cold when it comes to, you know, um, taking advice or, or t- collaborating with people and, and he's right. And he's hot. He, I mean, he's just spitting them out. Yeah, and so there's been some good lines that have come from that, and uh, we work really well together in that way. Well, and the, I love just the moments where I'm throwing out hot garbage. But then, like, <laughs> hot but garbage? because of that, like, it's like a math problem. Like, I throw out of the right variable that then, like, sure. like we workshop into something that's not just not just solving the problem of whatever line we were trying to write together, but like, mm-hmm. is something that. Like I'm like legitimately happy with the product. That, sure. Like that line now really means something, and it it stands and has power. Definitely. And and yeah, it's it's one of those things that I when I'm showing music to my friends that I definitely know. I'm like, this is not their genre, but there's something in it. Whether it's a hip hop song that has 
something musically in it that makes me feel something. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to convey that, and I know it doesn't always come across, but there's always the occasional one that I know will slip through past somebody's barrier. Sure. Both both of you are are very similar in this way when I show new bands. That <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know it won't always stick, but if it does happen to connect with either one of you, I'm just happy that I can share that. Right. And you know, that, a lot of my favorite things, bands, TV shows, all that stuff came from you just rapid firing, yeah. you know, <laughs> like recommendations at me. Um, so, and like Billy Bragg, like we were talking about earlier, like I was so again, almost like out of principle, just against like, like leaning into that. Because I was like, this is just another Henry another Henry suggestion, <laughs> and I, you know. And uh, but it took me sitting yeah. down and, and listening to the lyrics, and then I realized, oh, that's why he wanted me to hear this is because the lyrics are are like heartbreaking a lot of times, and just like I said, it's that like shivers down your spine kind of effect, and that's that's when I know I like something is that if I can feel it in my body. It's, it, you know, whether it warms your chest up or it gives you butterflies in your stomach or it gives you goosebumps on the backs of your arms, that's how I know that I connect with something, no matter what it is. Yeah. Could be a relationship or it could be music, could be whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. really where I'm at with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that all, like you said, it, you take all of that in when you're playing your music. It's like you're your experiences and your feelings are all gonna add to your music well, shit i mean i just hope that i can put goosebumps <clears throat> on the back of somebody's arms someday maybe i already have i don't know let's play a song you want to play a song let's yeah play a song. i was gonna say let's let's cue you up bud what's right. do you so have is that rosewood this is mahogany, mahogany. rich sweet mahogany oh, it still smells like mahogany you want to yeah go and it's dance all right we're gonna do it let me get my little live is that your pickup right there? Yeah, yeah. So that's an anthem um, made by LR Bags, which is actually a local company. They're, they're based on Napomo. Um, it's a parlor-sized guitar, so it's not yeah, dreadnought. It's smaller, yeah. Yeah, most, most finger pickers, your Bob Dylans and your Neil Youngs and stuff are playing dreadnoughts, which is like the, the largest, you know, body size. Mm -hmm. But I like these kind of small parlor size. Yes. All right. Don't, don't mind me. I'm just Do we want to kick that mic over towards them, or...? It actually yeah. sounds pretty good. I want to back up a little bit because I'm my, I tend to play real loud. That's all right. Henry yeah, knows. do it. So I'm gonna start with a little. Uh, this song's called "Sorry in Advance." Um, I actually named the song before I wrote any lyrics, which is kind of funny. Um, we can talk about the process of songwriting later if you want, but <laughs> this one kind of came over time. Used the intro from a riff I, I wrote earlier, and then kind of wrote the lyrics on the fly. Um, but yeah, it's called "Sorry in Advance." Like a chimney 
And sometimes I wish I wouldn't drink like a fish Or swear like a sailor Get high on the regular But if you gave this guy a try He'd light up like the 4th of July Like fucking fireworks think that you'd like me Cause my health is declining It's physical and mental Good thing this body's a rental And my selective hearing Doesn't make me endearing But if you gave this guy a try He'd light up like the 4th of July He'd light up like a tree Christmas night Hold me close and watch me ignite Like fucking fireworks Yeah, so uh, I like the, the little finger picking in the intro. The, the outro usually is a little bit more long, uh, long winded, but that's cool. It's great. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, this thank fun you. Here, by the way, thanks Good. for having me on here. It's, can we get a quick yeah, cheers? Yeah, we can cheers. Yeah, it's a quiet um, cheers because of the coos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are like, well, I didn't hear anything. We did it. Trust yeah. us. Mm. Um, so when you're finger picking, your your pinkies, your anchor, huh? I ink, yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's what I, I learned when I when I got into that finger picking kind of stuff is um, I was always playing with with two fingers or, or maybe even three fingers thumb index and middle, and then after many tu- tutorial videos on YouTube I, I realized that a lot of most finger pickers they anchor their pinky down and they and then they also anchor their three you know index middle and ring finger on the bottom or top three strings, and then your thumb is doing all the bass work. So like going to like Travis picking, you know, it's that's kind of your basic. Then you start adding other fingers in. Then you start alternating bass lines. Oh nice. My brain already is like I'd fuck that up so hard. <laughs> But yeah. that's practice, man. It, like, yeah. It's clear that you you've worked on that, and that's that's Dunlop. cool to see. Dunlop. I'm a Dunlop guy. I see that? That's I rock okay, strictly Dunlops. So, okay, I like the '64s. Yeah, you like '70s. I, I, like, yeah. I actually like '88s, but I couldn't find okay. 
88 millimeter. I could not find one in my fucking house. I don't know what happened to them. And we bought so Where did many go? It's like lighters, but worse. Dude, I had so many so, in that bag. And I'm a flat picker. I don't finger pick. Like, I mean, I can. I'm sure if I practice, I could figure it out. But I'm the same way when I'm when I'm finger picking. <coughs> it's actually my pinky and my ring finger are okay. my anchors. Interesting. And um, if I'm strumming, different story. But you know, a lot of rock and metal, dude. You're not. Sure. You're. You gotta. You know. Oh, keep yeah. things tight and yeah, accurate and so, so yeah so those two I'm anchored down definitely sometimes like on the on the actual bridge sometimes on my B and my E string but you know those are my anchors too so it was interesting to see yeah how you're utilizing your pinky in the same same way can I play another one or are, yeah. we, are we good for another yeah what's uh let me let me I'll see if I can get that video I t- just took was split up because I'm an amateur videographer. <laughs> I'm not even amateur, just shitty. I forget. Can um, you make another thanks. one of your beers? Yeah, have another beer. Um, let me, uh, yeah, hold on one sec, Luke. Get your, keep diddling. <laughs> keep diddling. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the next song called? Uh, the next song's called Validate Me. Oh, yeah. Um, Validate Me. Validate Me. Yeah, you're, you're going to find a lot of my. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, a lot it's of my your... titles, a lot of my lyrics are a bit self-deprecating. Uh, it's all right. It's, I mean, it's just a part, of my yeah. <laughs> yeah. especially when it comes to writing music and just listening to music a lot of times. So, um, yeah, it's called Validate Me. It's not actually a line in the song. Um, my my best buddy Cody, who I want to get on this podcast eventually, uh, he told me he's like, "Have you ever thought about maybe naming your song something that's a little more related to the song?" And to me, a lot of the, t- the titles, they are related, just not, there's not direct Deeper. lines. Yeah. But he's saying more like, you know, use a, use a line from the song that people are going to remember so they can remember the song title. Uh, I, I do, I do plan on doing that more in the future, but as for the songs I've written already, I'm just going to keep them the way they are. But uh, this one's called Validate Me, and I'm going to throw a little intro um, in the beginning. That's kind of one of my favorite finger picking riffs. Yeah. And... Uh, it goes a little something like this. All right, take it away. Now it's been a few years And I still find it strange That I'm sick of routine And terrified of change Yeah, well, this was supposed To be my outlet 
Well, I'm having a hard time letting it out. Well, I'll just come right out and say it that I need a downpour. Cause I'm in a Clap, 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 clap. All right, sweet. All right. Good stuff, good stuff, man. Appreciate it. Check, buddy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. That's one of my one of my more favorite songs I've written recently. So yeah, it's a fun one to play. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Good, good emotion in there. Uh, a little bit. I usually do. I, I'll usually just take an octave up and and do some shout harmonies and stuff. But I again, I, it's been so long since I was actually in choir that I know what I'm doing. I feel like I need to do yeah. some lessons so that mm-hmm. I can actually hit the harmonies that so we can write them. And like, you can hear harmonies all over that song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's there's so many. And I, and I also hear trumpets in that song. I'd really like oh. it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd love to get something like that going. That'd be yeah. sweet. If there's any trumpet players out there listening to this podcast, get yeah. at your boy. Get at your boy. Get at your boy. Because we're looking for a trumpet. Or call Luke. Yeah. 
Or, yeah, or a nose trumpet. Get or... out your boy or call <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who's our boy, Luke? So, uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> It's Ja-boy. Ja-boy. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Rock and roll. Cool. Um, That's sweet, got, dude. Uh, scattered? Is that the one? You guys want to do another one? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Keep her moving. This one's got a little bit keep... of a backstory to it. By the way, sorry, I was. I Props to anybody that can hold a camera, a phone still while doing a live video on Instagram. <laughs> it was like, I could see it. I don't, hopefully it didn't show up shaky, but it was like, yeah, God. <laughs> That's to who, like, whoever can hold anything. Do it standard. right this time. I, I need a tripod, man. I need to get professional up in here. But uh, yeah. Go ahead and keep talking because I'm going to do a quick tune up. Tune it. It's um, an ancient Chinese song. We could. We, we it's tell called the story of the song. So this song, uh, actually, <laughs> this was one of the, the main ones that me and Henry like collaborated that. on. Um, it, it started out as like a little pop punk riff that I really enjoyed, and Henry started writing. Um, the chorus, which you'll hear, which is funny. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of, it's a little bit more on the humor side, but it, the actual backstory of the song is it's about, um, well, childhood girlfriends, childhood loves, uh, getting married, getting invited to weddings. Um, Living in your small town that you grew up in. Yeah, that's definitely one of the main points of, about it. But yeah, it's really about, um, yeah, just your. Are you married? No, no, I'm not married. I'm, I don't even know. I'm single right now, just living that bachelor life. All the ladies holler at your boy. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just exactly. call Luke. Henry, too. Holler at your boys. No, I've, you know, I've um, had a, a, quite a few romances in the past, and this one's just, you know, it can relate to anybody who, um, you know, doesn't necessarily dwell on the past and doesn't dwell on, on that relationship being over, but it, it is a little weird when you find out that your ex is getting married. You know, oh, gotcha. that, that's kind of the, what it comes down to. It's like, I, I'm not, I don't live in remorse for that kind of thing, but it, it is like, it's just weird. I, I don't know. Does that yeah. happen to you guys where your ex-girlfriend gets engaged or gets married and you find out and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Engaged, married, kids. Married. You're like, kids, oh yeah, shit. Kids. I mean, you're like, oh, I guess it's time for me yeah. to move yeah. on for real this time. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind yeah. of what this song's <laughs> about. Um, it's called Scatterbrain. Uh, it's about me also having a scatterbrain because I just my brain doesn't work as good as it used to my short term memory is slipping and um, I'm probably hard to talk to a lot of times because <laughs> scatterbrain but um, yeah anyways it's called scatterbrain it goes a little something like whoa sorry I just right. blinded you with science that's right. <laughs> um Jesus it goes okay. like this bitch back then and you really haven't changed well i know what your motives are i know you're close though you feel so far away i know that i'm not perfect but at least i'm self-aware Yesterday, well, ask me to save the date. 
And I'll say, no fucking way Cause I could not bear to see you in a white gown The only word I hear is settle When you say it's time to settle down Well, color me and the green I bet you thought I'd make a scene Cause I knew you back in high school and you were kind of a bitch back then And you really haven't changed Well, I know what your motives are You wanna guess how I got these scars They came from you And I'm not perfect, but at least I'm self-aware Advertise is not what it appears. Well, I heard through the grapevine that you had had enough, and you always bet your blame. But I'm here to call your bluff. Well, color me impressed, because now my heart's beating out of my fucking chest. Cause you Back in high school And I was kind of a dick Back then And I really haven't changed Well, you know I have a scattered brain I shouldn't have to explain myself to you I know that I'm not perfect So many things we forgot to do For me For you Yeah, man. It's awesome. So that's where you get some of that pop punk uh, yeah. kind of influence, you know, a little, a little speedier on the, on the, but then you get the seven chords in there too. That kind of, that brings the full ground. Yeah. Yeah. So cool bridge. Yeah. Anyways, thank you. Like the bridge. Appreciate it. Yeah. I like the whole song with the bridge. <laughs> that's a cool, okay. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah. I don't ride a lot of bridges, honestly. Bridges are for burning. tough. Bridges are tough, and I, I find my, my <laughs> least favorite part in a lot of songs are bridges a lot of times. Mm. I don't know why. Because bridges are tough. And they bridges are tough. tough. But when you nail it, you nail it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Hey, okay. Um, I know, yeah, you got a new fan over there, Clint. Mm. Um, some puppy dogs. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, Luke. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Let me play some of my songs. Yeah, dude. You, it sounds good, man. You We're play about to head over to... Uh, Oh yeah, do you guys have open mic? What uh, what time oh, do you need fine. to roll? We're, we're oh, we're fine. We can pick your brain some more. 
Yeah, we're gonna do. Fucking walk in and kick the door, and I'd be like, "All right." Do a little what? Uh, a little open mic. So this is my first podcast, and it'll be my first open mic. So it's. Oh really? Be, it's a good day for me. Oh nice. Um, good. Playing some music. And, Get yeah. that. Keep that momentum going. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. It's good. It's a good little play? warm up for you. Oh no no, I'm just there to support. Mm. Support. support. <laughs> yes, sir. Hooting and do hollering. Do you play every day? I play hours a day. Good I play. I try to play guitar at least two hours a day. Dang, good a lot you. of it's just kind of sitting in my bed watching TV and finger picking, you know, and just trying to get better at that and write fun little new uh, finger picking riffs. But yeah, I mean, I play every day. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could not play in, in a good. day like that would just be fucking weird to me. Um, but yeah, awesome. I just love playing. It's my therapy. Good. Uh, it's always been kind of. Do you have roommates? I do have roommates. And they're cool with it. Luckily, like I said, I'm an acoustic player. So I, if I was if I was rocking the kinda... overdrive all the time, I'd be different. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of sit in my bed and just kind of softly, just you know, play some play some finger picking songs myself. And yeah, good. Nice. It just relaxes me, and I can I can kind of multitask and, and watch TV and play guitar at the same time. So that's pretty <laughs> easy. I'll even listen to podcasts every once in a while, and just like without even being able to hear myself play guitar, also just kind of be practicing That's those, good. those patterns. It's all just muscle memory, you exercise. guys. Yeah. It's yeah, it's exercise. And a lot of people, I, I think it's so funny when people say like, oh man, like, you know, you just had, you were born with whatever it is that makes people a mm-hmm. musician and play instruments. And it's like, yeah, it's called practice. Not at all. It's called practice, <laughs> motherfucker. Exactly. It's like, if you yeah. want to be a musician, you can, and it's not that hard. Play for 30 minutes every single day. Or five five days a week, play for thirty minutes. Yeah, you will get good at whatever you want to do. That's not just music. That's literally anything that you want to do in life. It's practice. You're not mm-hmm. born really with anything. Some people are born with nat like natural abilities, like especially singing wise, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, guitar wise, in any instrument other than uh, your vocal cords, um, it's you're not born with it. You you practice it, and it's something that you want to pursue. Yeah, so. but even like singing, you know, a lot of what we say, oh, great voice. It's, it's the shape of your nasal passages, the shape of your cranial cavity. All that has to do with the size the, of your vocal, the cords. size of your vocal cords, the shape of your neck, the shape of your mouth. Yeah, all determines this. You know, so you know that's one of those God-given kind of. And I, I feel that very, part is absolutely. I yeah. feel very fortunate that I was born with these big old mitts. Like I got giant hands. Yeah, and that's always made. Even when I was a kid, like big hands made it easy to wrap my hand around an acoustic guitar. A lot of kids can't play acoustic guitar because it's so the neck is so wide, and it, you know finger strength wise too. Just holding down a, a string on, on an acoustic is a lot harder. But it it shouldn't stop anybody if you have little baby hands like. Tough, tough <laughs> shit. Pick get, up a ukulele. Pick up a, a uke or just yeah. get a smaller guitar like my little parlor. I'm, it's, yeah, just get an electric guitar. Get an electric guitar yeah. and just start playing. If you want to play guitar, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, yeah. well, being born with it. It's mm-hmm. all just, do you want to do it? Well, then fucking practice. Yeah, and that's the important thing to take away. It's people listening, it's like, if you want to focus all your energy on something, then that's all your energy. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you said, you got to, you got to, you got to, do it and that's some people it's the work part that that's like ah and for other people it's getting started but once they get started it's like ah but the important thing is to work at it and it's like you said it's not it's not going to come right away and you got to be patient with yourself too because i you know i do that i get impatient about like i want to know all this right now but it's like oh you got to give it time you got to fucking work on it can i say something else on that note absolutely um so 
I've always found when you're learning a new hobby or a new skill, um, there's, there's walls that you have to break down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's barriers that are going to be put in front of you where you get frustrated, like you're saying, and, and you want to give up. And all I got to say is if you can break down that first wall, that second wall, mm-hmm. you are going to be so amazed at the progress that you're going to make and how fast you're going to make it. For me, I always try to relate it to like skateboarding when I was a kid. I don't skateboard anymore, but I was a big, I loved skateboarding when I was a kid. And doing an ollie on a skateboard, mm-hmm. it, it seems impossible when you're a kid. Yeah. Or, 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 anyone yeah. who's trying to ollie, it seems impossible. It. You yeah. know how to do it. Mm-hmm. People have taught you, you slide your foot up, you kick your back foot, and you slide your front foot forward, and then you do a fucking ollie. Yeah. And there's you, you just can't do it. I don't know if this was the same for you guys. I, I would try it for weeks and weeks, and I literally woke up one day and could ollie. Yeah. After not yeah. being able to ollie yep. for weeks of trying, yeah. I can just ollie. And that's that wall that you have to break down. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. with, with guitar. And it's the same thing with any skill that you want to learn is you have to break down those walls and those barriers. And when you do, yeah. you will never feel fulfillment like that. Yeah. Ever. So any skill that you want to learn, any any talent that you want to pursue, it's it's all about breaking down those barriers and just stick with it. Yeah. And just keep practicing because you will break down those walls and the frustrations will melt away and you'll forget that you were ever frustrated in the first place. Absolutely. It's really important that you just, that you don't give up. The payoff is worth all that self doubt. And it's like, once you get through it, like you said, you break through and it's all of a sudden you're like, then you get addicted to that feeling. You're like, Oh yeah. I want to keep going too. I know that one of the big hurdles is physical strength and and the pain threshold. Mm, because sure. when you're first learning how to play, if you don't have your, you know, your, your, there's a lot of nerve endings on the tips of your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after, you know, if you're just getting started, it hurts. Calluses. You got to build those it calluses. Got to build calluses and almost even deaden those nerve endings on the tips of your fingers. And, mm-hmm. and also just, just strength and dexterity uh, is a big part of it too. It's so where true. You don't have a lot of that strength in your arm and your forearms. It's muscles and, that you don't use all the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's just like like I was saying. It's it's like you know you were saying muscle memory mm-hmm. huge, um, which is more of the cerebral part of it. But it's also strength. It's exercise. You have to exercise those muscles. Exercise your fingers, and mm-hmm. you know. And and I feel it a lot because I like I you know I won't play for a few weeks and I'll pick up the guitar and I'll just be like oh yeah yeah you know? sure. I, I, for finger picking, you know, I'm always going to go back to finger picking because it's it's my honest to god favorite thing in the entire world is finger picking and learning new techniques and getting faster. I will just go as fast as I can for as long as I can until the yeah. muscles in my arm <laughs> feel like they want to like just shaking. snap. Yeah. yeah. And just keep going and keep going. And then I take a little 10, 15 minute break, maybe go have a smoke, whatever. And then come back to it and just do it again and do it again. And that's what, you know, when I'm laying in bed, Reps. that's what I'm doing is I'm doing the, I'm not doing anything too, too complicated. I'm just doing these yeah. finger picking reels as fast as I can. Yeah. It's and, those reps, uh, man. And then, you know, yeah. you'll see results. It might right. take a couple months. It might take a, a, a year, but you will you will be very glad that you did do that. Yeah. And like Henry, let, let's let's talk about Henry for a second because, like I said, he moved from LA. He was he was pursuing photography, and you were doing a little bit of voice acting. Yeah. Down there too, um, starting to kind of break out in some of the in that scene a little bit with some photography gigs, right? Yeah. Um, and then when you decided to move back, I think you came back to visit. You well, came back to visit. So the, the whole thing was I came back to visit and I was moving out of my apartment. I'd put everything in storage uh-huh. um, because my new apartment was going to be available for uh, another three months. So I was going to be in slow for three months. That's what it was. And then 
that's when I was starting to really start writing some songs. And I had this guy, this this kid that was amazing at piano that I was playing with at the time. And we were trying to start a band. And I was like, well, I need a bass player. Henry didn't play bass prior to this. I played stand-up bass for maybe like six months in high school. Yeah. But traditional style bass, and, and, and that's high school. That was eight, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So now, you know, I, I asked him, I was like, well, I'll teach you how to play bass and I'll help you get your, you know, where you, where we need you to be, which isn't, you know, not to discredit bass players at all. I, I have a great talent for like good bass players. <laughs> too but, late. No, I'm too but no, 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 but, <laughs> no, but anybody could play single notes and, and do like a solid, solid bass line with just single notes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, man, I do have a lot of respect for bass players who can do yeah. funky shit and do some cool shit on bass. But anyways, we just need to get him prepared and just teach him the basics, the very yeah. basics. Yeah. And I mean, this kid picked it up faster than anybody I've ever seen pick up any instrument, period. Uh, and it was truly amazing, and, and I'm sure you can. But he comes with a theory background, though. He can play. You can play piano, right? Well, I, so I've taught so, I've taught myself parts of piano, but I don't understand what theory. I'm doing. But, like, but you have your ear, and your but ear, yeah, he has ear. your ear is more valuable than any fucking exactly. music book out there. Exactly. If you have an ear, and you can look at your neck, and you can go, oh yeah, there's okay, Henry cool, has the ear. Well, he has the int- intuitiveness mm-hmm. as a, of of a musician. Yep, feeling and being it. Able to pick up on things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for like I remember writing melodies on your guitar. I couldn't tell you what fucking notes. I couldn't play it on the piano, but I could sing it to you. Mm-hmm. Like that would be like a na na na. Like I can sure. I can tell you what to do there because it's in my brain. I just didn't know anything about how to translate that to an instrument. Exactly, and so it just took a little bit of pra- oh, well, a lot of bit of practice and a little bit of guidance. And all of a sudden, you're playing bass in a band on stage with me. Yeah. And it, I mean, that was just so, I was so proud. Was I, cool. There's such a like proud moment <laughs> as like a friend and as like a collaborator and somebody who's always been a part of my music kind of behind the scenes and now mm-hmm. kind of breaking through that and breaking down those walls and, and fighting through the pain. Because anybody who's ever played a bass can tell you what Clint was saying is so true that you need so much finger strength and so much forearm strength. Uh, to actually hold down the the string of a bass yeah, against yeah. the fret, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I mean it's it's really incredible what a human can do if you practice and if you have the motivation to do so. So, Definitely. anyways, cheers, bud. Cheers, cheers, for for do you play with the pick or do you play with your finger? I play with the pick. Yeah, um, and that, like I I just love the sound that the uh, attack. Uh, pick, yeah, yeah the attack and and down strumming like I. I'll try to do the, like, if I'm trying to go, like, full double time, I'll go down up picking. But that that sound of fast down just strokes. downstrokes is something that I, I don't think can be, like, replicated or or just ha- nothing has the same effect to me in, in a song other than just, like, that well, driving. It, yeah, sound. and it feels good to you playing it. That's part of the fun of playing certain types of music, too, for, I think... They, it just feels good too. You're just like, yeah, that's just fun to. It just feels right. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's it's fun as a bass player, even just knowing your role is is to back up and support a lot of other instruments, but you can do fun things that in that change the entire feel of the song, mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing. It's, you're making small influences in in big ways. Um, yeah, I fucking I love playing it. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I. It's funny. I was on. I wrote a bass line, and I went over to Luke's the other day, and I was trying to play it for him on his guitar, and I kept hitting the other strings because there are way too many strings on the guitar. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, like, I definitely found my instrument. I've got four in, four strings to deal with, and that's just enough for me." Yeah. 
Well, it's yeah. good that you enjoy it too. Like, I mean, that that's important. If you didn't, it'd <clears throat> be obvious. You're like, I would nah. encourage, yeah, totally. But I would encourage you to play the guitar because when you, if you can with with bass, your stretches are longer. Mm-hmm. Your your the frets are fa- spaced farther apart. So if you can get those stretches down and everything, like when you jump to guitar, you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like I. What I would do to get better on guitar a lot was I would play bass. I'd practice on bass and practice on bass mm-hmm. and get those stretches down, get those big finger, get those big strings, you know what I mean? Like get all that down. And also finger placement too. You know, you don't want to press in the middle of the fret. You want to press as close to that to that fret as possible. Yeah. And, and with bass, you have all that space, all that real estate to play with. So by nailing that and getting that dialed in, when you go back to guitar... Oh, dude, this is like just warm butter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like learning things on acoustic guitar compared to electric guitar. Oh yeah. Like when I pick up an electric guitar now, it it feels like like actual butter because it's just so smooth and it's so easy to hold those frets down. Like I learned uh, Little Wing on on guitar recently, which is kind of what's a big milestone for me. It was a song that Eric played when we were when we were growing up, and I was always like, "How the fuck does he play that song? That is insane." And I never thought I could learn it. And then I sat down about a week or two ago and learned it. But I'm playing it on acoustic. That song is obviously meant to be played on electric guitar. <laughs> yeah. A strap, preferably, probably. But, a little different um, feel. Yeah. It's a different feel. So mm-hmm. uh, now, you know, I learned it on acoustic and been practicing a lot. And then I picked up an electric guitar yesterday and I was like, oh, yeah, that's like, nice. Uh, that's so easy. That's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hell so, yeah. A lot of fun. Hell yes. Yeah. Now I'm like, well. Better get on the ones and twos. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't DJ. Um, I could, though. Yeah, I could. Um, Definitely could. No, yeah, it, it's it's fun, too, seeing your friends play. Um, that was fun seeing you guys on stage. And, you know, I've seen some of Clint's old videos of him. And it's, you know, I'm not, I've never had that bug where I'm like, that's how I, that's what I want to do. But it, it's inspiring in other ways, too. It's mm-hmm. like. Well, fuck! Like how much fun that is. I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling yeah, from? It's the most. It's the yeah. most fun thing. Like when when we're fucking just jamming out. That is. There's no feeling like that. I mean, even our practices are are a lot of fun. We we just jam out in our drummer's garage and just bounce around all over the place and and just get kind of wild with it. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but we try to put that. I I definitely try to put that into um, playing live. I've always felt like so comfortable on stage and like that was kind of where I was meant yeah. to be and, and just I, I almost black out up there like I, I kind of right. come to afterwards and I'm like whoa I don't remember anything yeah. about what you're just happened totally going in the zone, you yeah. totally go in the zone and you're just completely focused and I'm always wor- nervous before shows um, that I'm going to forget like lyrics mm-hmm. and or, or just fuck up a guitar riff like really bad yeah. and uh, I, I don't I didn't I don't really that much not as much as I would think I would and even if I did I wouldn't even remember it because I'm fucking the only time we forgot a verse in something but that was because we were the ones like setting up for the entire show and we had to wait at the venue for like what was that like three hours yeah, we were setting up the, the opening acts we were you know setting everything up and uh, so we were it was just kind like, of a janky show yeah, came in all super of our shows cold. Have been janky. <laughs> yeah all of our shows have been janky but but, you know, I had a couple of people come up to me afterwards and be like, man, you just, you know, you look like you're having so much fun up there. And I was like, well, if that's, if there's anything that I want to, you know, put out there when I'm on stage is that I'm having fun because that's, that's really what it's all about. Mm. 
Yeah, that that not live energy. Cliche, but it yeah, can, you know, no, it's not cliche because yeah. we talked about that sure a lot. Of Noel at Bang the Drum when we played that show said that uh, I I almost broke the stage. Yeah, we <laughs> I almost fell right through that stage because I was bouncing around so heavy. I'm a big guy. Yeah, as you, as you guys can. But yeah, we had the three of us and our our PA just rocking. Oh, the, the mic time. the mic came back. It, right, it was so bouncy and it almost hit me. It hit me in the face and like <laughs> split the inside of my lip a little bit. I'm so glad it didn't chip a tooth because that's like the exact kind of thing that would chip. Between the yeah. microphone bouncing on my face. That stage. Yeah. In dick fingers. Is questionable. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely just like a little bit of uh, two by four. It's just like kind of <laughs> sketchily laid out. Um, yeah. But but it was a fun venue. And uh, of the three or four shows that we played, that, um, that was my favorite one for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, Noel was letting me drink like whiskey on stage, which was a lot of fun yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little drunk, but you know, it's just, um, it's kind of, it's surreal. It definitely is. It's surreal growing up and wanting to play in front of people. And, yeah. um, you know, nobody knows our original songs yet cause they're still fresh and we're still a fresh band, but, uh, we threw, Semi-Charm Kind of Life by Third Eye Blind at mm-hmm. the end. I'm sure you remember that. I do, um, yeah. We threw that at the end of one of our songs because it was the same chord progression, so we kind of just keep kept playing the, yeah. song, the original It's a song. cool transition. It was it's a cool like, tra- oh, yeah, yeah, that's fucking seamless. And nice. the first time I did it, <laughs> it was like creative. the day before that show, and so the guys had no idea. I just like looked back at them and was like, keep playing this riff, and so we just yeah. kept playing that G to D to C uh, riff, and then I just started singing Third Eye, uh, Third Eye Blind, and when it got to the chorus, yeah. everybody in the crowd was singing, and that was when I kind of came to, because I think that was the last show, we, the yeah. last song we played, and I kind of came to in that moment and looked out at the crowd. I, I For what I feel like was the first time during that whole show, I looked out at the crowd mm-hmm. and looked at people looking at me and singing, although it wasn't my song, still seeing them still, sing with me. Yeah, it's it a cool moment. one of my more favorite songs. It's very nostalgic for me. It was just, oh God, my I, it filled my heart up to the brim. It was great. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, so that's kind of what I want to continue to do. And, um, just want to keep playing shows and, and um, want to record and be able to share music with everybody. That's and, awesome. Like I said, I just want to have that effect on, uh, even if, even if it's just a few people yeah. and just give them some, some shivers down their spine and that's, then I'm doing what I want to be doing. Yeah. That's how it, it's uh, affected me. It's a nice way to put it too, is a lot of people, you know, would say, I do this for me. It's like, wow, oh, I want to do this so other pe- people can feel how I feel when I, you know, it's like, yeah, that's a, it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not, for, cool. it's definitely not for money. It's definitely not, for, <laughs> it's passion. It's not yeah. for me. And at this point, it's not even for girls or for anything like that. It just or feels just, right. It's just, I just want, you know, me growing up and I, they're, you know, we all have our hardships, but, um, what got me through some of my hardships, uh, mostly family related stuff was just putting my, my headphones in and, and listening to some tunes and, listen to some emo shit or listening to yeah. whatever and just kind of zoning out and that's what got me through all that so that's what i want to do is i want to i want to make that kind of music um which is why i think a lot of my my lyrics and a lot of the stuff that i write is a little bit self-deprecating and a little bit emo some people might say um whatever the fuck that word means well i don't give a shit it's it somebody a long time ago short short the word, word emotional. emotional and it's like it unfortunately became a genre that people are like Oh, it's it's whiny. It's like there's a lot of whininess, and not I wouldn't even use the word whiny. It's like yeah. all music can be emotional. Oh, I have one of my songs is called "Another Whiny Love Song," <laughs> so I'm not I'm not shy about the right. word. I'm not 
I'm like, I'm not, I'm not too good to be yeah. emotional or too good to be vulnerable. It's one thing that I learned like going to therapy for a little bit. It's just vulnerability is not a weakness. It's, it's absolutely not, 100% a yeah, strength. Definitely. And, um, you can, you can be whiny or you can be vulnerable. Um, both are fine. Uh, I prefer to be vulnerable and, and it's okay to show your emotions. And so I figured why write songs about something that doesn't really matter to me when yeah. all that matters to me is just, you know, emotions and love and, and music. And so I want to write songs that are, that kind of reflect that. Well, it's good to know early too, when in your music, it's, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't speak on this at all, but I can imagine maybe going through a career of music and being just kind of like going through the motions. I'm sure it happens, mm-hmm. but it's like knowing that early of like, oh yeah, this is why I do this because it means this to me. It's like, yeah, that's important. And it shows in your performance, okay. you know, you can see it when you see someone that loves what they're doing. It's like, it's obvious to us as the audience, we see that and we're like, Oh yeah, that dude's having fun. He's feeling like holy shit. You get emotional watching someone get emotional on stage. You know when you're seeing it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I watched just you know recently after Chris Cornell died. I watched a few mm-hmm. of his like, and it's like that dude. That's that's fucking. Yeah. That was like that dude was got pure emotion when he was playing his little like. You're just like oh yeah. You see it with a lot and of every people. band he played in too. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, it never changed. He never changed. The band may have changed, but he never did. Yeah, and that's what I always respected him. I don't listen to a lot of that kind of nineties yeah. um, alternative grunge. It is. Grunge. He yeah, was grunge. in the grunge. He, he's in the era. grunge. He's in the Soundgarden, Bad Motor Finger, dude. That's yeah, it's great. No, and like I said, I have a huge respect for it, and I and I do kind of go back and listen to some of that nineties. Yeah, that uh, that sound every once in a while, but it's just so much respect for him as a songwriter and as a singer. He was a great singer, and from what I what I understand, just a great guy. So that's that's good that you brought that up because he is definitely someone who, who plays with his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, and um, and you, it's obvious. It's not he's not. If someone said, "Here's a million dollars," or you know, it's like he'd probably just keep playing either way. He's like, "I'm still gonna play." Yeah, that's nice that you you're paying me that, but also sure. I'm gonna still play this song. Yeah, no. it's and it's not. It's, yeah, it's not about money. I don't. I don't think. Or maybe for some people it is. It, it would be cool. I. I would like to get to the point where I could make enough money to just live comfortably, just to pay my, just to pay rent and pay for some groceries. Um, you know, just playing local shows and playing live and any way I could make money doing something I love, even if that meant giving guitar lessons. Um, just anything uh, that that would be cool. That is where I want to get, but I'm not. I don't want. To, you know, that's not your ultimate goal is no. to sell, but yeah, I mean, I work at fucking Trader Joe's. Like, I'm obviously not like too money hungry. I, you know, it's a great company, <laughs> it's a good company to work for, man. Great, I know, and that's what everybody says. And I'm not, I would never discredit them. I love them. I've been there for eight years, so obviously, I like it because I, I keep sticking around. But uh, one of the other reasons I like it is because it they're flexible and they it's it's pretty low stress, so it allows me to put a lot of my concentration mm-hmm. on music and I don't take work home with me. Which a lot That's, I think some yeah. people might do in some some Definitely. careers. So uh, you know I love the company. Don't don't I don't want to make it sound <laughs> like I don't. If you're listening, Joe. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's just I I'd like to start maybe phasing out of the grocery business and into a more uh, music based career. But um, yeah, and that seems natural. I think that'd be there's good for you. You yeah. know, and it's you know that's having that that's a realistic goal is like well, yeah that's you know if you're like tomorrow i'm gonna just quit everything and go it's like that's one path but you know the, the other path is just keep working and ease into it when it when the time is right and mm-hmm. 
you know, you've got the passion for it. It's like, well, I already know that I want to do this, so it'll, you'll figure out a way to make it work. Sure. I don't, you know, those people always do. It's, you know, and whatever that, to support your lifestyle, if it's, I play music and that's my lifestyle, it's like, oh, you'll figure out a way to do it and mm-hmm. make it make it work and live off that, you know? Yeah. Well, I just turned 27 a few days ago and it's it's not like that significant of a birthday, but I do... I'm like I'm ready to start kind of moving in that direction. I'm, I, yeah. I've, you know, dealt with some some uh, mental illness issues and just some some sh- some shit. You know, everyone's got yeah. their own shit, but all, yeah, been going through some shit the last couple of years, three uh, three or four years, family stuff, girlfriend stuff, breakups, all that shit. Uh, so I finally kind of feel like I'm uh, getting my bearings and and yeah. ready to you know, stop dwelling so much about the past and dwelling about things that I can't control and start, start working on things that I can control. And that's, that's right. putting music out there and recording it and yeah. getting it into people's ear holes and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, having that effect that I keep talking about where just make, make them feel something, anything yeah. the, if the lyrics or the, or the music or anything makes you feel stuffs. Yeah, yeah, and you will. Then because, that's what I want. Yeah. Hopefully, there are people out there like me that will just blast it at their friends, no matter if they like it or not. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, every, we need Henrys in the world to to keep to keep sharing things and 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 be open minded and remind people that you know it, it's not black and white. You can like whatever the fuck you want to like, and you don't have to be ashamed about anything. You know, I'm not ashamed that I like emo music. And no. I'm not ashamed that I like fucking. Anything you like, what yeah, yeah, I like what I like, and everything that I do like right. is a part of me, and I'm sure you guys feel the same. Absolutely, um, yeah, it shapes us. You know, it's if you're not a total piece of shit, then it's like, yeah, you're making good, you're you make good moves, and you have good decisions, and you're collecting all those experiences, and it's shaping you into this, and it, you'll always be changing. Mm-hmm. But knowing where your heart stands on, like, oh, it's passion. I do this for passion. That's huge. Yeah, I think a lot of people can, I think, need to ask that question too. Is if they're doing something for what's the what's the purpose of this? You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes some people don't have to ask that. I don't think maybe maybe they do, but yeah. for me, it's like I'm weirdly analytical on that part of my personality when it comes to what I do. But after a while, it's like if it feels good, like if oh, yeah, do good, that do again, it. do that again. Yeah. Like why? You're having fun creating, you're having fun painting, you're having fun singing, whatever. Whatever it is. Keep, remind yourself, like, that's important. That's important the way it makes me feel, and that makes me feel good. It's healthy. You know, it's like, yeah, it's good. Do it. Do it. Fucking do it, man. All right. How are we doing on time, Ben? Yeah. Uh, We're an hour and a half. Dang. So, yeah. We've been recording for an hour and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This has been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for letting me talk about myself so much. Oh, yeah. That's why we have you Talking about me. It's it's cool being a guest on on something, but I I really like what you got going on here. We really filled this table up with some beer cans, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And bottles. Uh, and beer, bottles. sure. Beer bottles. bottles. Sorry, Clint. I didn't mean. Uh, to. Speaking bottles. of bottles, um, I'd like one if you if someone can grab oh, yeah, me one. Grab one. And then um, uh, yeah, I just want to hear some inspirations from the week. Here's some new. We got some. Yeah, oh, we got some other, yeah other I was gonna say so, and I like because I, boy, I, and I'm not ashamed to say I have influences when I podcast. Uh, Chris Hardwick has always been one of my. I love the Nerdist. I I, I think he doesn't do the Nerdist anymore. No, it's ID Ten T. So I've been listening to those, but. I, that was my first podcast that I ever got into. Yeah, me and too. I loved it. Me too. Uh, Radio Lab and then Nerdist, but I like him and um, I like all of his guests and I like everything. 
Um, no, it's so I like the way he puts it because um, he asks usually asks his guest what what's what excites you right now? What's exciting to you right now? And mm-hmm. I was like, that's a I like that way because yeah, the because ins- inspiration sometimes is a weighted word. It's yeah. like maybe you're not feeling inspired. It doesn't have to inspire you. So I'll, I'll to to steal his phrase. It's like what's exciting to you guys right now? Um, but yeah, I Luke, do you have any? What's exciting me right What's now? What's exciting you? Um, Leo Kotke should when you get uh, home. Well, <laughs> for one, yeah, definitely. I want to look him up. Um, non-music related, there's a TV a television show that Henry recently introduced me to called Letter Kenny. It's uh-huh. a Canadian TV show. Yep. Uh, I've been binging I'm it as well. Also not ashamed <laughs> to say that I've watched the whole thing, like three to, all six seasons, about three times by now, and it's only been a few weeks. It's, it's just a really delightful show. It's really funny. It so that, that excites me yeah. a whole lot. Um, Letter Kenny. Yeah, Letter, Letter Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, it's I, on what? It's on Hulu. It's like a, it's a Canadian show, so I'm not sure where they air it there, but I know it's not exclusively on Hulu. Yeah, it's it's just fun. It's lighthearted, but it's also really witty and clever. It's a lot of really clever writing involved in that show. Absolutely. Uh, we we've yeah. definitely talked about. There's a specific moment uh, in I think I believe it's like maybe the third season. There's a specific scene that. Get, like it gave me straight up butterflies, mm-hmm. like heartwarming fulfillment out yeah. of the show where I knew it wasn't just a silly show that I enjoyed watching. It was like a show that was going to be important. To sure. Me. I know exactly the scene you're talking about too is the funny thing, but yeah, it's, so that's, that's definitely something to get excited about. I've been telling everybody, like everybody I know, yeah. you know, yeah. watch the show. It's yeah. The, the rhythm to the show, cause it is, it's, it's got a certain rhythm to it and you'll, People, if you haven't watched it, watch it and you'll know exactly what we mean. Yeah. Um, and also just learning about the the showrunner, Jared Kiso, his whole story of how he got into it. And because mm-hmm. he did that, he was like, I moved to LA and it fucking fucked him up. Yeah. He was like, it chewed me up and spit me out. Oh, it fucks everybody up. And he went. want to admit it or not. And he can he, confirm. And he realized, <laughs> like, he's he wanted to do create something. But he was in, he was like, well, where should I create? It's, so he created, you know, anyways, it was, it was a good insight into why he does the show. And it's like, and it shows it's, the show is, it's very unique. And it's, a, again, a passion project. You hear yeah. him talk about it off screen. It's like, he does it because he, he's like, this is what I love doing. And, mm-hmm. And uh, no, yeah, it is a it is a great show. It's fucking silly and it's awesome. It's got so much of him in it too. You can tell like <laughs> that 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 is him. And, yeah, I um, mean, he's telling stories from his the way he really grew up, but it's like obviously you know a little way, over the, the top talks, version. But yeah, the way he talks about it, and like when people <laughs> ask him like well, like how long do you think you can keep this going? Like it's very popular. You keep getting re-signed for new seasons, and he's like, I will do this forever. Yeah, it's like I, as long like, as they'll let him, I think he says. Yeah, as long, <laughs> as long as they'll let me, like I like I'm so happy in what I'm creating, the people I'm making it with. I'm able to do like I have enough creative freedom, but like if I'll do this until they make me stop doing it. Yeah, and yeah. that is something amazing. Seeing somebody that has created their own IP yeah. and is also content with the the way that they're being allowed to make it because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people get to a certain level and they have to make a compromise uh-huh. and that destroys their enjoyment of whatever that thing is and to see somebody who's figured out a way to 
circumvent that compromise in a really positive way is is really yeah. kind of uh, hope inspiring. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I can't really think of anything else that's exciting. That's me. all right. Other than uh, well, other than this, I mean this is like I said my first podcast. <laughs> nice. Which is and it's that's I listen to a lot of podcasts. My brother, my brother and me. Yeah, it's um, a good one. I listen to that almost every day of my life. That that's <laughs> something that kind of keeps me level. It's just three yeah. brothers just kind of shooting the shit and it's a great giving one. funny dumb advice. Mm-hmm. And that's another one of those things that Henry showed me that just you know mm-hmm. took a little bit to, to really catch on. But once it did, it, it's super important to me. So it's yeah. fun getting to kind of see the process of of making a podcast and just you know you really do just kind of sit around and talk with your buds and drink some beers and and have fun and so. And then going to the open mic night tonight, you know, I've always, I, I, I feel like I kind of give off a confident vibe a lot of times, but I, I'm fucking nervous a lot of times, like, especially when it comes to playing music for people. Um, so it, yeah. it's, it's big for me to just step out of my comfort zone and just do things that make me nervous. Yeah. Like, that's good for you. That's like gross. Talking into a microphone or singing into a microphone or, yeah. or whatever. So it's huge. That's so gross. This is exciting for me. And, Good, man. Yeah. Well, thanks. As is, I'm glad we got you on, finally. It's great. Bender Blend. The Bender Blend. Yeah, it's and that it's exciting for this. This excites me every week, even if it may not this show is, sometimes, but it's like, this is kind of my little thing right now. This is your now. creative outlet. This and is your... I love my outlet is listening to other creative people because it's like, yeah, I like facilitating that. Like, that's let's create that little... Because you get that buzz going, uh-huh. and hopefully... You know, new future guests that come on, they walk away feeling like, oh, that was good. It was a good thing. Because that's what ultimately what everybody, I want. You I think know? everybody just wants somebody to show some kind of, like, that, like they yeah, care and that appreciation. They, that they appreciate what you're doing and that they respect you for what you're doing and, right. and that, and kind of validate. I mean, it all comes down to validation. We all are seeking validation. Yeah. Um, so, Even if we say we're not, we are. Well, no. It's it, human nature. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> it is. And so, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. what talking about yourself and talking about you know life is about but uh, yeah Yeah. even just facilitating the conversation that you might not get anywhere else right it is a unique form and i'm i'm excited that it's possible like this Mm -hmm. you know it costs very little to do this for me so that's that's (laughs) always a big bonus too it's like yeah i bought the and of course i'd like to upgrade get more better mics and you know, headphones for all that, but it's like, that'll come. But for now it's like, yeah, this is just the moment to keep the momentum going. You know? Definitely. So. I, and I love that you, that you keep doing it and that you're yeah. every week that you're just diligent on it and that you yeah. have these friends that support you like Clinton and Henry that's and huge. Daddy. And yeah. The, the crew is huge. The crew is huge. It's cause I'm accountable to me first always, but mm-hmm. also other people. And it's like, I, I get that. I feel like shit if I let someone down, mm-hmm. even if it's some minor. I'm like I'm because so, I'm a my own worst critic, of course. But it's we like, all are. But this is also good, and, and it's that energy too that people bring, and so yeah. Well, cheers, boys. Yeah. Cheers, cheers. Yeah. That. it's been fun. Um, good to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, Henry, what about you? You got anything? Yeah. Fi- let's do what did you, were the rapid what, fire? What, yeah, what? hot garbage at us. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rapid fire, hot garbage. Some hot, gar- some hot garbage in my face. And then, and then we'll get out of here because I know we all got to get rolling. So. Uh, I did I say Lodge Forty Nine last week? Say it again. Lodge Forty Nine. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, I did. Um, yeah, I, I, I finished so. that show. AMC show, right? Yeah, 
I finished that. It's yeah. Um, it's I'll, I'll reiterate that it's Office Space and um, Big, Big Lebowski combined almost. <laughs> um, fun show. Uh, What's it called again? Lodge Forty Nine. But the Lodge. the main thing that like has overtaken me in the last few days is the band Pup, P U P. They're a Canadian band from Toronto, and really awesome fucking punk music. Uh, really like. Really emotional, hard-hitting, major chords, like, super fast, really charismatic, amazing. I would recommend, uh, like, if you're somewhere in the middle, like, your punk music isn't your favorite, check out their music video called Dark Days. It's an animated music video of them on tour, and it's... But you can, yeah, you kind of feel the like dancey elements and and kind of poppy stuff from the band, but then they have you showed more me punks. a couple of their music videos that have the kid actors in them. One of them's uh, Finn Finn Wolf Finn Wolf from Stranger Things. He's kind of one of the main yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And those are not only great songs, but great fucking music videos. Cool. Yeah, I highly recommend anybody. They are fantastic. Nice. Um, All right, pup can confirm. Yeah, can confirm. But yeah, so the. The second music video, they do one of basically the band as kids meeting up and forming the band. Oh, fun. And that's an awesome music video. Mm -hmm. And then they do one that's like in Dick Fingers three years (laughs) later. Um, And so it's them touring as a band. And that one is all about a like... uh, Having your pet like your companion and Mm -hmm. losing that. Yeah. And... It is one uh, of the first music videos that almost made me cry. I was, you I cried. Was, you don't have to say almost. Well, no, like, I, like, I, I, for sure, I didn't rip. cry. I, got, I had tears in my eyes. For, for sure, I had tears in my eyes. I wasn't like weeping or anything, but it was. It yeah. made me very emotional. Yeah. It was very well Which, done. Yeah. And a great song that anytime I hear it, I'm not necessarily sad because of the sure. video. I'm like, right. I'm, I'm enthused. Yeah. But yeah, everyone should check out Pup. Their new album is coming out, I believe. April, sometime in April. So that'll be okay. their third studio album, and I'm super excited for it. Cool, man. Really good. Thanks, Hint, or, uh, Clint. Mm. Anything that excites you right uh, now? Exciting. Like, uh, not you know, music-wise, not so much. I haven't really been dip, dipping into more much stuff. It's been kind of a kind of a rough week. Are you yeah. just recirculating through some stuff, or um, rough week? Huh? Well. Um, we, my brother's dog passed away unexpectedly. Oh, and and so part of, you know, being part of a family business, that dog's, you know, was pretty mm-hmm. much with me every day and uh, good dog. So my, my, my inspiration through grief would be just, you know, take a moment to appreciate what you have and what you love. Absolutely. Because awesome. it's, it's finite. Yeah. Yeah, we know, forget. It's funny. It was a really sudden thing. So it wasn't like, you know, you know, when dogs get older, I, I have an older dog now too. And it's, you know, you start to think about them passing a little more. But when your dog's healthy and fairly young and they pass, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely a heartbreaker. So sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. thanks. I, I, and I don't want any sympathy. I, my heart breaks for my brother. Well, then right. fuck you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I take back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you know, thank you. No, I don't mean to be disrespectful. No, no, you're, you're my brother. Mark is the one who, you know, like my heart breaks for him. And yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's just one of those things, you know, it's, yeah. it's as you, you know, progress through life, you learn things. And I learned something with the death of Sammy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, so 
Yeah, I wish I had something more exciting and uplifting no, to say about inspirations. But that's not, I got to hang out with Bender a couple times. Right? We hung out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we had a fun if, weekend. If I wasn't in Bender's house, I'd pour a little bit out for Sammy. Oh, you you poured it in I, your I, mouth yeah, for Sammy. There you go. And I, it's, I, I literally met that dog last week, so it was sad. That, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, it's fucking... Anybody that, like, you're fucking psychopaths if you don't feel something when pets die like that yeah. is that yeah, is a member a of your family dog, man she really yeah. you know it's you know you know it's easy to say that when you love a dog but she really was a unique yeah she was a good spirit a good soul yeah and uh, those are hard miss man so yeah and again like you said the you know you feel for mark too it's like that yeah <laughs> that empathy of like seeing like someone in pain is shitty Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody and, you care I about. Mean, you're like, he, ah, he loved that dog. Like yeah. nobody's business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, um, grief is yeah. Yeah, it but, sucks. <laughs> it's your own private room, sucks, but it's so, like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's hard. I'll come. I'll come with something next week. I promise. That's guys. right. There's no. There's no pressure. Well, you know that. Bender, anything I'll pressure you. you um, my underwear. You're, oh, really? Um, no. Um, We're not sponsored by MeUndies yet, Bender. <laughs> Damn it. And listen and sponsor me. I need silk underwear. Uh, it's, velour. It's micro, microfibers. They're nice. They're nice. I got it. What are the, what, I don't even know what you guys nice, said. Yeah. What is it? It's micromodal fabric. No, what is the brand? MeUndies. MeUndies. Yeah. Me undies. They sponsor a lot of podcasts. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got, like, the cock pocket. <laughs> I mean, any good on these It's not much yeah. to cup, but no. Um, um, yeah, so uh, actually, listening to because um, I know I did. I you know I went up and did open mic comedy about a month ago, and uh, that was exciting. And I've been not avoiding it, but I'm just like I'm stuck. I was like, I really want to have new shit. So I'm like, what's exciting is just kind of exploring that side of me of like, oh, how the fuck do I write write a joke? Like, this is fun, but it's exciting. It's yeah. not, it doesn't feel like work. It's just like. You carry on a notebook with you everywhere you go? Um, I'm starting to. Carry your notebook and a yeah. pen. I mean, I, I honest to God, little, always carry around yeah. these two things. Yeah. Always. Because if I ever have an idea, it's, yeah. it's fleeting. It's gone. In moments. In Definitely. seconds. As soon as I have an idea, jot it down, circle back to it later. Definitely. And, um. I listened to the uh, ID10T Chris Hardwick podcast today, and he had Ron Funches on. And Ron Funches is hilarious. Um, the best. He he said something really that I was like that stuck with me because you know and love him or hate him. Some people are like I can't get past his voice. He's very soft spoken, dude. But mm-hmm. so he said something great. He head. said I like he's you know my comedy is I talk about shit I like. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to do it. That's it. He was, it was simple. It was just like, I, I, you know, some people strain and like come up with, try and come up with all kinds. He's like, I just talk about some shit that I like. Yeah, and it's like, that's a good. Things you hate. Yeah. Right. It's I a think. good place. And that's his whole thing is like, I, I start with a place of like, you know, this is, I enjoy, I enjoy this. I can make something funny out of that. And it's like, yeah, that's a, that is something. Cause you know it's easy to focus on negative shit. And Chris Hardwick said it. He's like, if all you focus on is negative shit, you're going to be negative. Like, that's it. Like mm-hmm. that's, but if you focus on shit that matter, you know, all that, and it's like, yeah, that's, it's all about how you focus your energy. But so that was kind of, that was a cool little, uh, 
a little it's, boost. And it's, it's a just, dumb exercise, but I had a girlfriend once who <laughs> I, I was negative a lot, and she asked me to um, just like every day write down three things I'm grateful for. It's kind of you know I, I shouldn't even say it's a dumb exercise. It's a great exercise. I think everybody should do it. But that's a challenge. I was in such a in such a fucking negative space in my own head at that time that I could I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't fucking do it. And it, and she was so easy on me too. She said it could be <laughs> it could be anything. Like yeah. it could be yeah literally anything. And I just wouldn't do it almost out of principle just to like spite her or something like that. Yeah. But anyways, it's a really good exercise. It really kind of puts things in perspective. And I think just being positive will always love will always you know, defeat hate in any circumstances. So, yeah. Um, you almost said love trumps hate, didn't you? <laughs> I almost did, but I caught myself, didn't I? Oh, there's a cat now. Um, so many animals. Well, dudes, that was awesome. Luke, thanks yeah. for playing um, music yeah. for us, man. That was awesome. Um, hey, Luke, uh, maybe you want to play us out with a little new remorse? I was thinking maybe Purple Teeth just because that's right. the crowd favorite. Clint, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll play you out. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, this is just... Uh, yeah, play us out. This is an old one. That this is, I think this is the first song I ever wrote, actually. That, yeah, we were living together at the time. Yeah. Okay. It's called Purple Teeth. Cheers, everyone. Enjoy. Cheers. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye.